Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I bring greetings from the saints of St. Paul Lutheran Church, Wheeler, St. John's Lutheran Church, Diedrich, Illinois, Central Illinois District. It's a privilege to be here today to talk about something, to preach the Word of God. Using the text that was read, we see that Josiah became king of Israel at the age of eight. He was a righteous king following the footsteps of his father, David. He had to go through and destroy all of the idolatrous worship practices of Baal and Asherah. He had to make sure that the Israelites were worshiping and believing in the God of their fathers. His desire was for the people of God to know the God of the book of the law, to know the God who delivered them out of Egypt, to get rid of the slavery, the God that brought them into the promised land, to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. He wanted them to know this God. Josiah began to change the attitude of the people of Israel so that in Jerusalem they were thinking of the God who delivered them. The offerings were collected in the temple like always, and they were used to pay for the Levites, also used to pay for the workers who were basically upkeeping the temple. And there was this great discovery. Buried underneath those offerings was the book of the law, something they hadn't seen for many, many years. So that when the book of the law was read, King Josiah ripped his clothes and he ripped his robes in contrition and repentance, realizing that all that was said in that book, we haven't been doing any of that. That was foreign to us. We must get back to those words. You see, he had a true desire for that word of God. And couldn't many of you say the very same thing of yourself and all of us here, that we also have a desire for the Word of God? That's why some of you and many of you are entering the office of holy ministry. You care about the Word of God, its proclamation, and the work that God does among people. Very much like Josiah. We desire that God's children pray, that they serve, that they repent of their sins and seek forgiveness, that they seek the kingdom of God every single day. We desire that of ourself and when we are serving a parish, desire that of our, our members. We desire leadership which preaches God's word. We don't want someone's word, we want God's word proclaimed to use it to contradict the lies and the schemes of man and Satan. We don't want anybody else's word. We want God's word. And for many of you, if you had a choice between a vicarage supervisor named Josiah or Tiglath-Pileser III, I think Josiah is going to win. It's no contest. You want someone who desires the word of God. So when the book of the law was read and Josiah heard that, he knew that there had to be some changes. Becoming king, he had to deal with his father and his grandfather's heresy and the false theological nonsense that they brought into Israel. Get rid of all that stuff and get back to the truth of the Word of God. Keeping God front and center was priority. And how many of you, when you get out into your first parish, or who are professors or serving as a vicar, want to see 
God front and center in the lives of the people for whom God has given you. The book of the law reminded the children of Israel what God did. Led them out of Egypt, gave them the promised land, showed them a God of love and mercy. It described to them the downfall of Egypt, but it also talked about the sacrificial system and the importance of the sacrificial system because the Israelites, along with every human being, needed the sacrifice for sin. They needed to know that there was a means by which sins were being forgiven. For we know that there is no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. And so for the Israelite, when they killed the animal, they saw the forgiveness. Of course, that sacrificial system pointed into the future for when God's Son, Jesus Christ, would be the sacrifice. It ends all the sacrifices where He gives up His life on behalf of a sinful world. The sacrificial system also showed what it cost mankind to forgive sin. An animal had to die. Did that animal commit the sin? No, but it had to die. The innocent dying for the guilty. We look to the cross today, every day, and we see the innocent one dying for the guilty, you and me. Christ, who knew no sin, became sin for us. He died for the rebellious many. That's us, you and me. Josiah brought to Jerusalem a desire for that Word of God and how important that Word of God is. To put it back into the daily mindset of the people of God. And isn't that what we do also? This is where God's activity of salvation took place in the temple. Where the people would come and bring the sacrifice and they would receive the forgiveness of sins. And isn't that the activity that many of you are going to be going out and doing when you are ordained and installed at a congregation? That you will be carrying out the activity of God's salvation in that little temple of yours called St. Whatever Lutheran Church. You'll be carrying out the same work that God was doing in the Old Testament. It's just that it'll be very, very clear who is the sacrifice for all sin, Jesus Christ. You will be dispensing that sacrificial system. You will not need a bull, a ram, you will not need doves, but you will point your people to the cross. You will point them to Jesus Christ and remind them that He has taken away all their sin. That it is God's unmerited grace and favor to them that they are forgiven. But gentlemen, don't forget that Christ's death and resurrection was for you also, Pastor. Don't think that it's only for the members of the congregation, but you are included. You will make mistakes as a pastor. God died for you as well. He died for pastors as much as He died for murderers and thieves and criminals. He died for you. The desire for God's Word in your congregation. To practice confession and absolution. To lead the people to see their only Savior. And to give up all hope in anything else. 
to model prayer, to model living the Christ-like life is the desire for the Word of God that you will go out and do. The desire to build up the kingdom of God, something that Josiah was doing in the Old Testament, getting rid of all of the false worship practices. Lord willing, you will not have to get rid of the Baal and the Asherah worship practices in your congregation, but to bring to your people that Word of God, that love for the Word, to build the kingdom, to build it in your little area of the world. You see, without men preaching the Word, they would not know the forgiveness of sins that was granted in Jesus Christ. Without men preaching the Word, no one would know what it cost God to save sinners nor would they know the consequence of sin, eternal damnation, separation from God. But in Christ Jesus, that has been completely removed. So we now go out and build. We build the kingdom of God. We build it by sharing Christ, serving one another, modeling prayer, forgiveness, confession, and all the other things that you will do. We also build the kingdom of God. Maybe it's one nail at a time. One building, one wall at a time, or putting in one stained glass window at a time. And all that is possible as a student laborer for Christ. Building God's kingdom, whether it be building with new members or building a new church. All of this helps and happens because God's doing the work in and through you. Josiah desired the kingdom, and I know you do too, when you go out and serve in your parish, the kingdom which preaches the reconciliation of you and me in Jesus Christ. Amen.